You're listening to Death of the Reader, and welcome to the Podium Places this review season. It gives me great pleasure to once again welcome Solari Gentil to the stand, this time for her 2022 metafictional mystery, The Woman in the Library, as our third place recommendation on your murder mystery world tour. It will come as absolutely no surprise to you that this was my favorite book of the year. Solari just keeps managing to write the sort of fiction I like to read, and I am certainly not going to complain. Once again, Solari has come to the page with the question, what if the writer I'm writing was writing another writer? But this time, the loop does not close back on itself, as in crossing the lines, instead becoming an infinite thread wherein each author sculpts a reality below themselves. The Woman in the Library only addresses two such layers, Australian rural author Hannah Tagone writing about Australian in-residence in Boston, Massachusetts, Freddie Kincaid. There is implication of deeper layers of authorship within Freddie's work, but we only get descriptions. Before the novel begins in earnest, a short letter from a person who signs Leo bemoans missing Hannah Tagone on her last US tour, fantasizes a romance with a retail worker, updates on the progress of his own manuscript, and suggests the grandeur of the Boston Public Library as a prime spot for a frustrated writer to visit. And so, Hannah writes Freddy into the Boston Public Library, wherein she and three strangers at her table hear a blood-curdling scream from elsewhere in the library. Sharing this mutual, bizarre experience, the group of four go to get coffee, because that's what you do in Boston, and the chapter concludes that Freddy is on her way to coffee with a killer. Thus, the gauntlet is thrown, dear reader. Which of the three, or is it of the four, is a killer? Is Leo and his letter in response to each draft chapter a help or hindrance? Did the scream really belong to the tabloid journalist found dead in the library the following day? Your mind burns with questions that will sit with you for the rest of the novel and potentially beyond. As the chapters roll on, that group of four strangers within Hannah Tagone's pages become fast friends, and into the outer reach of their orbit appears a Leo. A cute nod to our letter writer, it would seem. Those letters slowly and then abruptly grow more concerning, and you wonder if Leo is in the story for a different reason. Don't for a moment think his letters are supplemental. There's a reason his writing is the first you see. The scream in the library becomes a spectre compared to the evolving questions, and this is where the novel's greatest strengths lie. Hannah's novel is not a locked room murder mystery where we slowly unpick the impossibilities of one complex puzzle. This is a city-wide mystery. Sure, there are only four real suspects. It's not as though you're asked to solve the alibi of every Bostonite. Instead, the novel begs you to put that simple puzzle aside as the list of questions grows and grows, and grows. The way the novel draws those questions out of interactions that would be innocuous in any other context is intricate and enticing. You'll lose track of just how many questions there are to answer, but Solari is there for you, carefully stitching the infinite threads of this metafiction into an artwork. You'll feel a sense of deja vu at many answers, but not because they're tropes. Rather, you already found the answer a few dozen pages ago without even realizing it. Depending on your own tastes, you'll find the cast somewhere between charmingly mysterious and frustratingly nosy. You might cringe every time they turn a perfectly ordinary conversation unnervingly awkward, or if you're a Boston local, every time someone calls the T the subway, but the grip of these characters will get to you in the end. The rough edges to their friendships are bizarre and lend as much to those aforementioned questions as they do characterization. They all lead somewhere and every fault has a function. If you feel that function faulted, perhaps there's a forest behind those trees. 
The woman in the library is both very user-friendly and very involved. You might finish the novel entirely unaware of how much Solari was able to convey through tidy parallels and veiled metaphors. It's relaxing, even simple reading, compared to many other metafictional mysteries. The challenge is that if you relax too much, you might miss the genius altogether. Perhaps the novel's greatest flaw is that it doesn't force you out of that relaxation with the same curated chaos of crossing the lines. And that is the only qualitative comparison you'll get today. It's fitting that in the story, walking the two-way street of Leo's correspondence with Hannah, you get the most out when you give something back. You don't need to read the book with a pen in hand, a corkboard covered with red twine and deranged scrawling, but you absolutely do need to actively ask yourself the questions the novel throws at you, even if they feel trivial. The game Solari has designed will reward you handsomely. The Woman in the Library is an interesting book to recommend. If your reading draws you deeper into this story, the magnetism will be magical. There is a nigh unimaginable number of luxurious literary threads between deceptively simple mystery cues. If you come in ill-prepared, you might walk away from one of 2022's best books unconvinced. And you can't have that. I can't have that. Hopefully, this review has planted the right seeds to manifest that preparation. I'll be honest. I nearly fell off, relaxing my way through, stumbling back and forwards over the closing chapters in mild bewilderment on my first read, but the fresh eyes I took in preparation for discussing the book turned me all the way around, and you will be thanking Solari once you do the same. The word on the street is that Solari's next metafiction is due 2024, which means you other writers out there have all of 2023 to fight over the podium place Solari has vacated. Until then, the woman in the library takes out third place for review season 2022 on Death of the Reader. Thank you to Ultimo Press for providing copies of the book and for our time with Solari. As always, an enormous thanks to Solari herself for her support of Death of the Reader behind the scenes. Stay tuned and get subscribed for the Solari Gentle Award for our most recommended novel of the year. This is your Murder Mystery World Tour on 2SER 107.3.